Hi there, welcome to episode number 41 of the Connect 2 podcast. My name is Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes. Mark. Hey, hey Jeff, how's it going? Uh, not too bad. We're back in winter conditions after a day or two of, of spring. spring. Oh, so yeah. it's up, it's down. I know. I was going to walk my dog and then I, yesterday uh, when it was nice and warm and then it got cold and I jammed out. <laughs> <laughs> So here we are. Here we are. So um, um, heading the, for fifty. Heading for fifty. Yes. Then we'll be. We'll we'll have a middle aged crisis. <laughs> uh, if you're new to the channel, rate, review, and subscribe, particularly on iTunes, if that's uh, where you're listening to us right now, because that's yeah. where most people are. Yeah, we are on uh, Google Podcasts as well. I verified. And Spotify and Podbean and Spotify. All of the above. All of the above. We um and today we have some coffee, another pour over. Very nice. A little bit more bitter. This is from uh from some ro a roaster called Receiver Coffee. Um out of Charlottetown Charlottetown PEI. Very cool. It's supposed to have taste uh, uh tasting notes of milk chocolate, sweet mandarin, and mm. black tea. And it is a Guatemalan varietal. Yep. Uh, much like that one that we really liked. I tried to see if I could order more of that. Yeah. No. <laughs> Whatever it was, it's gone. Uh-oh. Uh, <clears throat> you might have to go to Guatemala. Yeah, maybe. This is also down. from Guatemala, from the re region of Rio Ocho. Oh, yeah. Jejetenango. Mm. And it's a, a Keturah and bourbon varietal washed process anyway uh, um there's a nice story about how the guy started roasting coffee in 2012 and now he's got a coffee shop this is the guy in pei yeah his name right. is paul francis of receiver coffee very cool so um yeah so that's what we have uh and treats we have a cream horn. A cream horn from the Artistic Bakery here in Edmonton. Not, Not a sponsor. A sponsor. <laughs> Just very close. <laughs> and covered with icing sugar, which I'm sure we'll get on everything. Yep, probably. But probably worth it. Oh, these have got some weight to them too, right? They're, sub they're substantial. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it goes great with the coffee. Mm. Wonderful. Okay. Um I've got it. I've got I've got a couple of dad jokes. They're a little little okay. off color. Uh oh. But not complete. <laughs> parental warning? Wow. Parental discretion is advised. That, did I ever tell you that that uh that my my penis was in the Guinness Book of World Records? Okay, it's taking a weird direction, but no, not something you've brought up before. Well, it was until the librarian told me to take it out. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> that reminds me of the old, uh, can I borrow your dictaphone? No, I use your finger like everybody else. <laughs> That's really good. I went to my doctor and... 
He, he told me I had to stop masturbating. Okay. That's going to be a, a red red label uh, episode. Go on. I said, I said, why? He said, because I'm trying to examine you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I heard a good one. And this is based on true facts, but. So it turns out, I guess, the Russian Ministry of uh, Defense have uh, confirmed that a Ukrainian Baba uh, grandmother took out one of their drones with a, uh, a jar of pickled tomatoes and that, that the Ukrainians have now mastered what they're calling surface-to-air uh, tomatoes and the Russian military is going to have to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy we don't know if it's propaganda but apparently the uh they released a story because they were saying she had taken it out with a jar of pickles and apparently if she does exist she was unhappy that it was inaccurate story it was not pickles it was pickled tomatoes so there okay. you go <laughs> anyhow so, uh, what have you learned? I ask with suddenly panic in my voice because I'm thinking, what the hell have I learned? Jesus. Um, well, so past weekend, my wife and I decided to experiment with edibles. Edibles? <laughs> yeah, nice to see your face there, right? Uh, yeah. So, um, so I've, uh, illegal now. Which are quite legal where we are for sure, and um, how'd that go? I don't, oh, I don't remember. It was a little bit anticlimactic, anticlimactic. Oh. oh yes, Cl except not to do with climate. <laughs> um, uh, and the thing about it was that uh, I realized something interesting about the difference between alcohol and, at least for me, and cannabis is that um for me i really enjoy drinking wine mm -hmm. um i like it for the flavor the taste that mm -hmm. experience mm -hmm. i'm less about the effect from right life, sure right yeah Whereas cannabis it's the opposite right you look yeah. at it for more for the effect and the the taste experience or whatever is pretty yeah yeah yeah, yeah. animal whatever right so um, anyway, so tried it, and we'll probably try a little bit more and see what happens. Right? Anyway. Did you put it in food or something? No, it was. Uh, we we bought it pre pre done. Right. So okay, cool. Well, I've heard it. Uh, sometimes it takes a bit of of building tolerance. I had never really partaken much, but yeah, about a year and a half ago. Again, after it was legal, we went to a. a hockey tournament and one of the uh, other parents was like hey you want to you want to hit and i was like why not <laughs> legal now and so did not have like a really noticeable effect but i understand sometimes that's not uncommon first time uh you don't really get much of uh well my wife know, had so. a lot of uh she did a bunch of research before we before we tried it and got lots of advice and uh, yeah, it's the, especially with edibles, you got to start slow mm. because it, uh, the effect is delayed. So if you can, 
you take some and you go like, oh, this is not having an effect. <laughs> you don't take more. So, and it can last quite a while. So, well, there anyway. you go. Well, trying new things. I love it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I also learned that the largest flying airplane in the world, an Anatov 225 that was in Ukraine, has been destroyed. Oh, it was destroyed as part of. Was it destroyed with a jar of uh, pickled <laughs> tomatoes? Or it what? must be pickled tomatoes. No, but. Um, and they're, they're, so this is a, just a massive, massive plane. It's the only one that was ever made. Oh. There is a smaller Anatov, uh, Antonov. Uh, there's a smaller version that is more commonly used in Russian. This extra big one was uh, built in the 80s. Yeah. To, uh, to launch. <laughs> Good old Soviet technology. Well, yeah. it was Soviet technology to launch their space shuttle. So uh, they had developed a space shuttle that looked remarkably I remember. like the American. Yeah, I remember. It never launched. No. Um, but this thing was intended to launch it. It had actually, they had actually mounted it a couple times for some test flights. Um, anyway, so that's a bit of a loss. So it's been destroyed. Completely destroyed. So there is no more. It is no more. <clears throat> the Minister of uh, Russian... Uh... Air Defense said, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, um, well, I just received, I had pre-ordered this new camera. I think I told you about this. Oh, yes, you did. And uh, got it yesterday. So I've been spending some time trying to, because it's, uh, it's, I don't know if I would call it a wow camera. Uh, it's definitely evolutionary, not revolutionary, but it is significantly different in, I suspect quite a bit hmm. better than the um, than my, my old version of the uh, Olympus EM1 Mark III, just because it uh, man, its autofocus is is kick ass. So right, really good, and uh, it's got a bunch of other features that are quite something. So yeah, hmm. so well, that's it's not super exciting, but it's what I know. well, it's what did your, you learn? It's your hobby. Yeah, but I haven't learned nothing. <laughs> that I can put my finger on. I guess I learned, and this is not necessarily in keeping with the positivity of the show, but this is the kind of stuff that makes me nuts. And it's going to tap in a little bit of our theme. So there's a program. Uh, so my, my, you know, Isaac, our younger son is going to junior high next year. And so they're making all the students take this test to see if they would qualify for what basically is the advanced program and he he came close i guess we can apply for it but he doesn't he doesn't have an automatic entry but that's fine but the name of the thing so it used to be the advanced or accelerated learning program or some some kind of fairly benign um title well our current uh, conservative government who we we know kind of have a problem with education they renamed it the uh gifted and talented program that's what they call it now. Really? Yes. So when the teacher phoned to say that he came close but didn't get in, I was kind of kidding her a little bit, but she was seriously saying it's brutal to have to phone families and tell them or tell kids who are really wanting to be in this program because Isaac doesn't care. He's like, yeah, whatever. Like if I if I get in grade, if not, you know, we don't we don't put too much stock in junior high, right? But she was saying that there's families who are really quite you know, committed to this. And then you have to tell their children that they're not 
gifted, gifted or talented. I was like, what a regressive, backwards, stupid, you know, one step back name, right? Like, it's just another one of these poke in the eye to progressive thinking that just makes you nuts. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, it's interesting. So, um, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about for what you learned? Or shall we jump right into our Let's topic? Let's just jump today? right into our topic. So, our topic today is kind of mm. super broad. Mm-hmm. You got a bit of the chocolate there? Mm, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> um is uh, the concept of cancel culture versus accountability. Mm -hmm. When is it cancel culture? When is it accountability? And I have particular opinions on that. Um, Also is, can you be accountable, create accountability without shaming someone? Or is that naturally part of accountability? Taking ownership. Hmm. So um, cancel culture, I think, is kind of a a right right wing insulation of um, a way to dismiss dismiss uh, accountability because for a long time for right. quite a while there was a lot of attempts to write um, uh, stereotypical and historical wrongs. Yes. So with uh, bad stereotypes right. and uh, uh, words that are difficult, mm-hmm. inappropriate. From yeah. all kinds of reasons that just been uh, rolled into regular culture because there's been a disconnect from perhaps its origins to what it is now. Right. And um, so <clears throat> that to me is the maybe a level of cancel culture. Mm-hmm. But now it seems to have been expanded to canceling individuals. Mm-hmm you know, particular, uh, uh, ways of thinking. Right. So the N word is yeah. a perfect example. I think, yeah. Cancel that from day-to-day usage. Absolutely. Or the R word, right. There's just a whole bunch of words that we, when we grew up, well, the N word was already pretty iffy, it but, pretty but the R word was pretty accepted. Right. Or the F word, not which F- R word, uh, Referring to, to people who are of indigenous differently, no, differently abled from a uh, oh, right. uh, cognitive perspective, yep. Got it. right? Yeah. Uh, or the F word in terms of what you would call gay people, right? Um, so I think all that has, you know, has been removed from day to day language. If it shows up in a, in a, in a, in a book, should we ban the book? You know, I'm not so sure about that, depending wow. on the context that the that that it's used in. Certainly, if it's a note or like an older book, like um, some of Mark Twain stuff, you know, people are like, "Oh, it's got the N word in it," and it's like, "Well, yeah, written in the 1800s within its context." You know, I don't know that we necessarily purge the word from existence. Uh, well, and blanket I, I, or I struggle <laughs> with certain aspects of the N word in particular because. It is used as a badge and a way of communicating between people who are African American or African Canadian. Some, yes. Some of them. Well, right. Enough that it is prolific in certain rap types of music. music and, right. That my son, who right. is not African American, 
likes to sing and we'll talk about it. And I'm just like, you know, you can't use that word. Right. And, uh, and well, his attitude is, well, but they're using that word. Sure. And yeah, Well, so that's a really interesting question. I'm not sure it's cancel culture, but, but yeah, there's a certain, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, cultural appropriation issue. Right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, again, I couldn't see myself if there was two African uh, Canadians, African Americans talking amongst each other and using the word, you know, it would be pretty crazy for the white guy to show up and say, Oh, you know, you guys shouldn't use that word. <laughs> like, hey, my, it's kind man. of their, it's their word, right? <laughs> it mean, is their they, word. Now, I'm sure there's not a, it's not a cohesive block. There are people probably within that community who are not big fans of it. Mm. I mean, Bill Cosby was one, although his credibility is a little bit. Speaking of cancel culture, right? There's a perfect example. Accountability. And accountability, yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the, the cancel culture I find is more a case of if you um, cause people to be dismissed or disenfranchised or removed right. without due process. <clears throat> like, um, particularly, uh, so with some of the me too stuff, there was definitely like, you just got a sniff of it. Yeah. And people were being uh, blacklisted from uh, being able particularly this would be with celebrities and movie stars yes. and all that stuff. Now, some of it clearly had some very fundamental, uh, <laughs> um, uh, basis in reality yep um but there was also a few i would say very few but there was occasional cases where there were people who were just out to get someone else yep and um well i i encountered a version of that like a very very minor version nothing like a me too thing but um so i uh i i did a portrait uh, session uh teaching session last weekend okay and uh or the weekend before last and um so i wanted to hire a model all right so she would sit and we would mess around with the lights and take different um perspectives use different lenses yeah, all that kind yeah. of stuff <clears throat> so there is a group um called the edmonton models and photographers so it's like a little facebook group okay and you uh you basically just post that I have a, that you have a gig and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and people respond. Okay. So sounded great. I posted. Yep. And then I got this notice from Facebook that I was banned because, uh, I was not who I pretended to be. Like, I'm going like, excuse going me. Like, I'm going like, what, what the hell just happened? <laughs> and it was a very weird, it was a very uh, weird notice. Right. It was from Facebook. It wasn't from the admin from the group. Yeah. And uh, it was, um, uh, yeah, and, and there, was, there wasn't an opportunity to sort of appeal it or say like, what, what the hell are you talking about? Right. And um, what I found out after is that this happens sometimes. Yep. In this particular group and, and other types of groups like it, uh, where one model will be pissed off at another model and they don't want the first model to get to get the job. So they report the poster. What? And um, so that's, in fact, what happened to me. So I got reported 
by somebody with a vendetta against somebody totally different somebody than me. Totally. So you're just collateral damage. And I was just collateral damage. Wow. So I just reposted <clears> it <throat> and I got a different set of models. Interesting. And, uh, and yeah. So it was... Uh, well, Facebook, um, yeah. I don't know if it's an algorithm or people. Excuse me. <clears throat> so one of the YouTubers that I listen to, one of many, 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 is a guy named Seth Andrews. And he podcasts and uh, YouTube's under the title, The Thinking Atheist. Okay. He's obviously an atheist. Mm -hmm. And he's been banned from Facebook numerous times now. And he was talking about the last time he got banned, he, he made a comment about uh, the GOP. Uh, complaining or not acknowledging that they are animals and what he was he, he was referring to sort of an anti-evolutionary kind of thing, right? right? But the algorithm picked up that he was calling them animals as in a derogatory sense and banned him for like seven days. And he's like, you know, this is nuts, right? Because if you read the context, I'm clearly talking about they're saying you know, rejecting uh, uh, evolutionary theory because, no, we don't come from apes. And he was just saying... You know, they don't want to to fess up to the fact that as human beings, we're, we're really just animals, right? And they're like, nope, you call somebody an animal, boom, you're gone. So, yeah, you know, we're, we are, we're dancing in interesting times because obviously it used to be you could call, use all kinds of language and it was very little recourse. And now it's, I wonder if it's like a pendulum swing, you know? Well, uh, I think so. And, and I think, uh, <laughs> I mean, going even one step further, I mean beyond cancel culture there's the or or accountability there is this attempt by some of the social media platforms to deal with to get ahead of outrageous behavior and outrageous things that are said so one of the things is i just saw i recently saw a tiktoker who was basically identifying that there are certain words if you use them yep in the and uh, the auto uh the transcription there's a transcription okay in tiktok yep so if you use words and the one that he identified in particular says so i'm gonna have the auto transcription on here and you will see how it w works okay so he used the word unvaccinated and it automatically replaced it with vaccinated <laughs> wow and uh there was two or three other words see that's crazy. the same thing where it basically just replaced the words and um and i'm not super familiar with this i was talking to my that son is bizarre. And he was talking about um he was talking about roblox so roblox is this communication platform right uh, there's lots of games games and stuff and, yeah but the but how it's basically um, the thinking man's minecraft <laughs> but they also did this thing where they're trying to deal with a toxic community and uh, sure. age gating, which is a, a real problem that needs to happen with more like actual, like asking somebody if they're 18 yeah. is not age gating. That is asking them if they're 18. That's all it is. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm 18. Oh, says the 12 year old. <laughs> like if <laughs> there's a reason why people make fake driver's licenses sure. to get into bars yes, because they're not, of the age You're of majority. They're not supposed to be there. They're not supposed to be there. Except in Quebec where they go, ah, you look good enough. Yeah, come exactly. Out 14 is sitting in a bar. Yeah. 
So uh, those are more stories. I guess Roblox does. So when you're typing stuff, yeah, if you type it, it will replace words. Really? <laughs> with like asterisks and stars See, and all that stuff. And okay. Well, maybe that's not bad. Like if it's if it's uh, uh, censoring it, but it's still decipherable. That's one thing. But replacing with the opposite word. Yeah. You know. If like say I hate potatoes, and it says no, nope, hate's a bad word, so we put in the word love. <laughs> I love po- no, I don't. I don't love potatoes. And I hate potatoes. Like, I made you some potatoes because I saw speech. you. That's you, you love them. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, the replaces it with darn it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I kind of wonder: is it because we've you know things have become more complex, and we don't have like we we're not. We haven't caught up to it yet, you know, dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, there's crazy stuff like the new law in Florida where it's going to be illegal. To say the word gay. To Yeah, to teach people or say gay. And so Kate Unless McKinnon. Kate McKinnon, gay, 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 gay. But did gay, you see gay, her? Gay, Did gay, you see gay, her shtick, though, yeah, on yeah, Sign of awesome, yeah. yeah, you know. Oh, you know, yeah. I'm so happy because when I was a kid, every time they'd say the word gay, and then the guy's like, uh... That's not what they're doing. It's not to protect gay people. It's to erase them. <laughs> it was quite funny just to look on her face. But that's basically what they're trying to do, right? Oh, yeah. it's, it's totally Orwellian. Um, Double speak. Yeah. Like if, if we don't talk about it, somehow it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like, that was true. It never stopped talking about Trump and he would just poof, go away. It'd be great. <laughs> that might happen. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But then you're, the second point you were making is about accountability and shaming, which is sort of tied to it. Because obviously, um, taken to its extent, and Brene Brown talks a lot about shame, right? Okay. But she doesn't shy away from, from accountability. In fact, I think if you read some of her stuff, she's trying to say we really need to lean in to accountability. Uh, and she struggles with it, you know, without... And recognizing the whole concept of shame and walking that line. Right. Because, yeah, if somebody, if you, if you, if you charge someone with an assignment and they don't deliver, right? Yeah. To just acknowledge, hey, the thing you did there was not what I want. Now, there could be a bunch of reasons for that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't give you clear instructions. Maybe you don't know what you're doing. Maybe you don't have enough Whatever, time. Whatever, right? Whatever. Yeah, right. But if we can't even acknowledge that something has happened, I was expecting a thing and something else came back, then we're really in trouble because well, especially what, what if, are you supposed to do? Like, don't shame me. You just got to accept whatever I, I produce. You well, know, well and if, we're all in big trouble. Then. If, if you say, if, 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 the, if as a person you say, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And then you don't do it. Exactly. If somebody says, you said you were going to do this. That's not shaming. That's just accountability. Well, yeah. Now, obviously, and I mean, when we grew up and, you know, there would be some colorful language around it. And I can see, <laughs> you know, and even I, I've got to say, I've been very guilty of it with my own kids and mm. becoming more aware. Yeah. Right. But sometimes when you're frustrated you know, you might say something like, what the hell is wrong with you? Exactly. There's a whole charge assumption that, right? <laughs> what the and, hell is wrong with you? And then it's Definitely like, on the shaming. Yeah, scale. exactly. Yeah. So I think there's a responsibility 
you know, where's that middle ground? Say, okay, I'm making a generalized assumption about, you know, the state of your mental um, capacity. Yeah. Bringing up old things and, and you know, that kind of language and like, you always do this, right? I can right. see where you want to avoid all of that. But if on the other hand, we can't talk about an actual event, like, you know, I've asked you three times to move your boots or whatever, and they're still here. That's not, you know, so if, it's, not if, it's, if it's said in a matter of fact way, yeah. right? Because I think, well, where, without that, like, where does it go to its logical? So you drive, go to the drive-by, you order a burger, they give you a fish sandwich, and you're like, hey, uh, this is not right. Don't shame me. Don't shame me. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I, I, I'm a meatitarian. <laughs> this is a fish. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I'm not shaming you. I just, it's not what I ordered. Yeah. Close the window. Blacklisted. <laughs> you know, canceled. Well, how would you define shame? Shame is basically when you put something to someone to compare them to others or basically say you should feel bad because you're like, how would you define it? Oh boy. Um, well, first of all, it's, it's a, it's a powerful force, right? Like, mm. like, and part of it's internal. Yeah. So in, in some instances, you know, it might be a non-shaming comment, but if the individual carries a bunch of shame, that's their sort of internal filter that comes into it, right? Right. Like, I, I feel shame. It could be because of something they did before, or it might even be unrelated. So it gets, a, I think it's a bit tough to define. I believe from an external point of view, yeah, if you are a personal attack, uh, a personal judgment, you know, that goes beyond the the objective reality, right? right? So we often talk about, even with our kids, you know, differentiating behavior, an event from the person, right? Right. Like, you did a bad thing. You know, you punch your brother in the head. The, the punching of young brother in the head is a bad event. It's a bad choice. It's a bad thing. Doesn't make you a bad as person. opposed to you're a bad kid, right? Which yeah, is well, now this universal judgment on, which I guess is what religion tends to do, <laughs> right? Well, if if you think about it in terms of uh, so, like Russia has invaded Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, does this mean Russians are bad? No, of course not. I right. mean, the average Russian probably has no ability to affect anything related to that. Uh, well, if you hear some of them speak, that's exactly right. You know, <laughs> which talking about something that I think is shameful, uh, if you heard, but there's been several attacks on, on like Russian businesses and, really? and churches here in Canada. Yeah. And again, you're like, what is wrong with you? Number one, the reality, as you just said, the average Russian, even living in Russia, have been lied to, it seems, right? There's there's a lot of, and it's not like they're living in a country where you're like, oh, well, let's just vote him out. Yeah. So take that right off the bat and then transpose that to some different country. person, Russian, who's Russian descent living in, in Canada. And you think, I'm going to attack your, your, your business. Like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> right. Crazy. Well, I mean, even in Ukraine, there's Russians in Ukraine. I mean, that's yeah, and there's Ukrainians, Ukrainians yeah. in Russia. So, so how do you hold someone accountable? I I think the only way that I know how, and and it doesn't always work. I think is is clear expectations, like 
that's something that often happens too, right? We, we make assumptions. Clear so, expectations, good communication. Yeah, clear assumptions, uh, you know, some kind of feedback, you know, like, do you understand what I want? <laughs> I remember yelling at my older son one time, years ago, my wife had made scallop potatoes, you know, and I think there was some potatoes on a plate. And I said, please throw the potatoes, just put the potatoes in the garbage, right? He's like seven or something. So he takes the potatoes that were on the plate, puts them in the garbage, takes the bowl of leftover potatoes, puts them all in the garbage. And I think I might have turned around and said, what the <clears throat> pardon me, is wrong with you, right? But then I realized- Oh no, I'd... we've just lost our clean reading. Oh, well, you can bleep it out. Uh, and I use this when I teach delegation because I immediately apologize for getting upset because I clearly, when I pulled back and looked at it and went, okay, he's seven years old. I was unclear, right? Uh, now, an adult might've made a different judgment. Well, of course these are leftovers, right? But a seven-year-old just goes, dad says throw the potatoes away. So, you know, in I his agree. mind, he was doing a great job, right? Exactly. So I immediately apologize for, for using that language. For, and I basically acknowledge, you know what? I think I was really unclear. <laughs> you were just doing what I, what you thought I asked you to do. So if you have an employee and you're giving them vague instructions and not double checking, you know, do you understand what I'm asking for? I think that's partly on the person then. Mm -hmm. If you don't get what you want, um, you know, you're, you're equally accountable. Right. Um, if you have been clear and they still don't deliver, I still don't think that's an excuse for getting into shaming, but holding somebody to account, mm -hmm. I think it's part of human development. Like whether it's your kids or, or, or an employee or anybody, like if we can't hold each other to some standard of agreed upon performance, maybe that's the secret, right? Like if your kid is playing hockey and they don't score 10 goals and you're, you're kind of shaming them. Well, maybe you don't really have an agreement that they're going to, maybe they don't even like hockey, but if someone agrees to do something and they don't do it, giving them a free ride, does that, is that teaching somebody responsibility? I don't think so. Um, calling them out, calling them a name, making fun of them. That's probably no, not probably that's definitely no good. Right. So it's a fine line. Well, so I just looked up the word shame and it says a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Right. So that I can see now, I can see if you use that as the definition, it's inextricably linked. Like as soon as you're making people accountable for something that, that they've done wrong or failed to do like the shame i think it's a it's this humiliation or distress by being made accountable almost mm. it was, it's somewhat tied to guilt mm -hmm. <clears throat> but i think my understanding is guilt is more of an internal thing and shame kind of gets heaped on people. I think eventually they become self-shaming. Mm -hmm. But I think ultimately at the beginning, like if you screw up and you know you screwed up and you own that, you're probably going to feel some degree of guilt, right? <sighs> Whatever it was, 
goes against your values. But if somebody else, whether you intend to do it or not, like calls you out, you know, publicly, mm -hmm. yeah, there's a degree of humiliation. Um, there's a real difference there, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I definitely think holding people accountable is is critical. How you go about doing it is nuanced. Yes. I, I can see right? that. I can see that. And well, like so many other things in our world, we I think we've become less comfortable with nuance. We've become very black and white, if I may use those terms. <laughs> It'll get, I use the, it. The, the, the black and the white words will be them, replaced with something else. I use them only in the chromatic <laughs> sense of the word. Um, it's like that, uh, <laughs> what is it Jimmy Kimmel does with the unnecessary uh, censorship? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it, is a, uh, it is a bit of a landscape fraught with Well, especially challenges. now, everything is so polarized. Well, and that's everything the thing is, is, I think you've got bad actors who now take things to the extreme, right? And they, they, they uh, own, they, they basically try to take ownership of things that should not, I mean, it's like the whole freedom convoy taking over the Canadian flag. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah. And, uh, and flipping flags upside down, talk about disrespectful. Yeah. Well, here's another, yeah, exactly. Here's an example that, and I'm not a big fan of Jordan Peterson. I've tried to listen to his stuff and I just think, anyways, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. I am not a fan of him. But From I remember that I've seen, I am just, yeah, I think he no. is just so full of himself. He is full of himself. But I do remember one of his initial arguments and, and debating this in class was around the pronouns, right? Like he did not want to do that he just thought it was ridiculous and, and at one point i made a point because i teach as well so let's say i've got 35 students in my class and it's college right it's not like you're teaching them every day and and they're so i barely know half the people in my classroom i mean the, the ones that stand out that, it, that participate i will get to learn their names but let's say somebody in my class said hey my pronoun is uh Z, you know, because there, there are many, many different pronouns. Great. I will, I'm happy to commit to try to remember that. But if we've got 35, 40 students in class, it is quite possible that over that. the term, I might forget. I might call you he or she. I might, you know, and if the individual then becomes unglued because well, I told you to call me this pronoun. I might argue, well, I'm not sure it's really quite reasonable. It's not unreasonable that that's what you want to be called. But if you're holding me to a perfect standard, when there's 40 people here and we've interacted a half a dozen times, it's the same as if I told an instructor my name was Jeff, there's 40 people in the classroom and halfway through they call me Jim and I lose my mind, you know? How dare you call me Jim? You got to sort of have that, what's the middle ground, right? Now, if I refuse and I'm like, nah, not gonna That's do that. nonsense. I'm going to call you whatever, right? That's one thing. But if I'm, I'm making an earnest effort and it's an honest mistake because there's a lot of people here, right? And let's say that, and I think Peterson's argument, again, not a big fan, but was that if you have suddenly this plurality of pronouns, he's got to try to keep it all straight, right? So that's a, that person's a they, they're more of the traditional he, you know, and you got... And I guess he teaches at the university, or he used to. Yeah, you know, he there might be anymore. 300 students. So make that even more. 
I could see his point. Well, you know, so but, I have, um, so the tricky, I always think about the word Ms. M-S, right? The advantage of using that for, to describe any woman is that uh, you're not yes, tying their, right. per, who they are to if they're married or not. Exactly. Because who, who knows? Mrs. are not a miss. You're just a Ms. Ms. Like whatever. Perfect. Right? Right. The uh, and I understand the concept of he, she, they, in terms of personal pronouns to use they if you don't really want to, and and I totally think that's cool except for one problem. They for me, I struggle with it because uh, it's plural. <laughs> so it so it's so when I so I just read uh, there's this crazy TikTok thing going on right now. There's this uh, these um. Um, this, um, uh, um, these two TikTok people, okay, uh, who got romantically involved and they've had a big flare up. Oh, and uh, very public, I'm very public. And one of them uses they as the, the pronoun. And when I was reading an article about this, I'm going, like, Is it just her or is it her team? And uh, and it's not a her, it's a they, but. Like I couldn't figure out if it was just one person or a bunch of people that are reporting. Oh, I see. Sure. Yeah. So would it be insensitive to ask for clarification? I don't think so. But if the person gets all bent out of shape, um, then I guess that's on them. Here's a good one. I recently felt shame. (laughs) Speaking of shame. And, but I apologize. So we go to Safeway and I'm with my older son and at the Safeway we go to, one of the cashiers is, I i don't know. I'm going to say socially awkward for sure. At least I perceive her to be. Like one time we went there and the whole time I'm, I'm in line, she's, she's talking, but she's talking to herself. And it took me a few seconds to realize she's not talking to me. She's talking to herself. She doesn't always do that. But so there's some neurodiversity there, I think. So she's a bit socially awkward. So whole different time we go and she's got this mask and it's like multicolored. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I like to chat with people and mm-hmm. so try to be friendly. So I said, Oh, is that a, is that in support of the Ukraine? It was not just two colors. And she's like, no, <laughs> I can see Victor. My son is kind of like rolling his eyes. So rather than just leave it be, I don't know what I'm thinking. I doubled down. Oh, gay pride then. <laughs> she's like no no it's just colorful i forgot my mask at home and this is the first one i grabbed out of the bin <laughs> <laughs> and so he's looking at me completely like wow boy have you screwed this up and i'm just like oh sorry you know i'm so i basically i just apologize i you know that's why you should never assume things. But even the guy behind my son who was in line is looking at me, this older guy, right? And I couldn't mm-hmm. see his face, but I could see his eyes were like, you could tell he was grinning by the like, the sparkle in his eyes. But yeah, I felt, I felt pretty stupid, uh, you know, in an attempt to, to connect and be like, you know, hey, cool mask, you know, is that in support of Ukraine? That would have been bad enough. But then I had to go double down and say, oh, gay pride then. <laughs> sorry <laughs> so i think part of it too is you got to have 
I believe the ability to kind of laugh at yourself, you know, like if you do screw up, um, it, it can be a little shaming, but I think if you can sort of, if we all had that ability, I appreciate some people don't who, who get very bent, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the line, I don't know where the line is. I know that at some point people have to be held accountable for some things. Like you can't just be like, don't shame me. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not, I'm just pointing out an objective reality that I see. Yeah, exactly. You're not, you're not doing you're not a thing. Delivering or you, the, yeah. You said you would do a thing. Yeah. Now you're not doing it. Exactly. It's just a fact, yeah. right? Well, man, that's a happy topic. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's uh so what media have you been consuming? <laughs> well, I saw the Batman. Oh. Oh man. It's worth it. Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. Okay. Don't and, tell me uh, more. <laughs> have you been to the new Landmark Cinema? No. Oh, the one over at uh, uh Tamarack? Holy smokes. Unbelievable. It's this new concept. All the seats are leather. Okay. All the seats are reclining. I guess the premier seats have a little bit more, even have a little table and are a bit wider, but even the, the regular seats, beautiful leather reclining. Um, when you go in, you don't have to wait in line for your snacks. It's like all self-serve. You can get beer and uh, so you get your snacks like out of a, it's the reverse of a cooler. I guess the popcorn right. is in a, in a, some sort of heater. You just grab what you want go to the cash, pay for it, show them your pass and beautiful digital screen. So the guy I went with, like, yeah, we 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 don't go anywhere else now. It's like, it's like three cuts above in terms of uh, uh, posh and luxurious. It was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. So landmark, uh, not a sponsor. Um, <laughs> uh, over at the Tamarack here, or yeah, Tamarack development okay. is quite good. But yeah, the movie, phenomenal. Okay. Best of the Batman movies, and I've seen them all. I think it it's it's. If not the best, it's really close. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, yeah. I watched a great movie on Disney Plus called Torn, yeah, which is a documentary about a mountain climber who uh, whose name was Alex. Uh, oh, my God. What the hell was his last name? Alex Horn? I think I'm losing my mind. I was killed in an avalanche mm -hmm. and the story is that uh so he had three young sons and his best friend climbing buddy who was there but did not die eventually uh wound up marrying this guy's widow adopting the boys and sort of basically stepped in as the dad and this movie was being done by the the older son who was like 10 when his father died so he remembered more of his dad than his younger brothers did and, and sort of coming to terms with um, that whole family dynamic because the guy's body turned up like 16 years later. Oh, really? Yeah. So two of them were killed, the photographer and, and this mountaineer in this avalanche. And then 16 years later, you know, I don't know if global warming or whatever, they, they, these bodies pop up. And so this, of course, raised all of this issue, right? So the older son decided to make this documentary. Phenomenal movie. Um, I love movies about mountaineering. This was really not so much about that, but more about the family dynamic. So yeah, it's called Torn, okay. and um, really good, really yeah. good. Interesting. Um, yeah. So you... I, I've been watching. Um, there's a a TV show called Legion. It's a it's another. Yeah, I heard about this. 
Um, it, uh, it's very weird. Is it Marvel or DC? It is Marvel. Marvel, yeah. Uh, it is. Um, it includes one of the guys from Downton Abbey, the the young guy who returns from the the war, um, and then disappeared. Like it was okay. Like, anyway, his name is I think Dan something. He's British, but he's playing an American, of course. Right. As many as many Brits are want to do. That's right. And um, but um, really interesting. It's all about basically is is basically a, a superhero of sorts that okay. has powers are mostly mental powers and he's a little crazy okay he's a lot crazy so he's like uh dr uh xavier no charles xavier no he's like he's like crazy and and oh, okay and but are, has, are his powers similar his powers to that are all yeah telekinetic and okay and so you don't know what's real and what's oh, fake. Oh, even perception of reality. Oh, kind it's of thing. all very okay. twisted and very, very bizarre. Yeah. And it has got a very interesting aesthetic too. So, mm. um, just making my way through it, it's got a bit of a slower pace. It's not as plot driven. Okay. But uh, but anyway, and it's bizarre because you're trying to figure out like what what did I just see? Kind of right. A lot of time. So, uh, and I've finished my audiobook uh, Artemis. Which is nice bit of light sci-fi fluff. I really enjoyed it. It, it was, was pretty great. long, wasn't it? Like twenty hours or something? No, no, it was only eight or nine hours. Okay, so it was kind of average. Yeah, thing. but uh, nice. same guy who did the Martian. I really enjoyed it. it uh, um, this is a new thing for me is audiobooks. So, so cool. I'm kind of getting into that. Yeah. Anyway, we should probably wrap it up. All right. Do we have a theme for next episode? Episode number forty-two. I think we'll probably try and focus on a business theme. The Clinton one. episode. <laughs> I think all our episodes should be well named after the, the. We've only got a couple more because then we're we'll be at done. Forty-six. <laughs> yeah. And we'll name them after emperors of China. Or whatever. <laughs> well, they are going to take over the so. Chang uh, Dynasty <laughs> <Yeah>. episode. <laughs> Okay. Uh, have a great week. I've I've been triggered by your comment, but which you one? must be held accountable oh, that no. the Chinese are going to take over. <laughs> I'll try not to shame you. That's right. Okay. See you next week. Take care. Bye.